Welcome to The Lifeline, a production of Simply DJE Incorporated. The goal of this podcast is to build, inspire, and to empower our audience by speaking life and adding value to their day. We invite you to follow us on Facebook and TikTok, to like us on Instagram and Twitter, and to subscribe to us on YouTube. Now, let's tune in for today's episode. All right, top of the day, everyone. I trust that you are well, and thank you for joining us for this episode of The Lifeline. I'm your host, Barry J. Elliott, also known as BJE. The purpose of The Lifeline is to speak life, to add value to your day, and to tackle real-life issues with a practical yet a spiritual approach. You can visit us at www.simplybje.com and on social media at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. So let's talk. Once again, I'm here with Mr. Ashton Glenn and Mr. Ronnie Compton, and today we want to finish the conversation that we started last week regarding the connection between men's health and mental health. And I want to begin on a more personal note this week, and I want to ask you this. Uh, Do you know of a man, perhaps yourself, who had a health crisis that was linked to his mental health? Definitely. Um, I mean, I could speak on myself. Um, <clears throat> I've, I've dealt with various factors in my life, including uh, work pressures, um, personal relationships, and society expectations. So um, I think that that's normal. You know, you know you're going you're gonna to have things that come in your life that you have to deal with. But... Um, I think that identifying those problems is a start. You okay. know, if you don't know how to identify it, if you don't know what it is or recognize it, how can you fix it? Okay. So uh, I think uh, that's probably the biggest thing for me is just learning more about myself so I can uh, basically help myself in, it, in the long run. So have you had? So any have any of those health those mental health concerns caused any um, problems for you physically? Um, you know, I, I used to back in the day. I used to be in love. You know, I, I I've caught the love sickness one time before, and um, like I said, just dealing with work sometimes it can be very stressful. Uh, so you know, it, it's affecting my sleep sometimes. Okay. Um, you know, and and people can tell when something's wrong with you. I don't I don't think it's necessarily like. Uh, I mean, it's physical. You can see people's faces. You can you know you can tell when somebody's happy and when somebody's sad. So. I definitely think it affected me physically in those parts of how I show up to places. Okay. Okay. Oh, so I would say for me, <clears throat> I guess I can speak to myself as well. So um, I feel like a period of time when I was dealing with a lot of stuff mentally um, and kind of going through my own mental health challenges, um, there were like two things that I feel like affected my health directly, mm-hmm. which was I gained weight. Right. Um, And then that pressure that came along with that. And then the second thing was I began to have like chest, like my chest would be like, I would feel like I was having like chest pains or like chest issues. Um, And again, a lot of my like my mental health challenges came um, in the factors of like stress and just worrying and just again, just putting a lot of pressure on myself that was not even needed. Um, and so uh, I hate going to the doctor, y'all. I'm just going to be honest. I hate going to the doctor. <laughs> I'm, more and more I try to get better with it, but I just hate going to the doctor because um, I just always feel like they're going to tell me something I already know. <laughs> like, cut it out, right? Yes. But um, 
But I had to go to the doctor because I was like, I don't, I didn't like the pains that right. I was like feeling. Um, and it was just like happen, like these sharp pains would happen every so often. And I was like, well, I need to get this checked out because maybe this could be, you know, something more. But then I was also nervous because I'm like, I don't want them to tell me something that I don't want to hear. Um, so, I mean, I ended up getting checked out and uh, thank God that it was, it was nothing. Um, nothing came of it, you know, did some scans and some other x-rays and there was nothing that they saw. Um, but I do believe that it was really a direct correlation to like what was going on in my mental health, because I feel like once I got better mentally, Mm -hmm. like I haven't had those sharp pains. Mm -hmm. I didn't have those, um, like little spasms or whatever you want to call them, um, yeah, so I definitely have 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 dealt with that, um, and it is it's they are linked. Absolutely. <laughs> no matter how people may try to you know say whatever, they are linked. I promise you, they are linked together. Absolutely. So um, share a little bit about my story. I don't know if you were at the church then, uh, Ronnie, but um, one Sunday they had to take me to the hospital. Were you there then? Mm-hmm. They had to take me to the hospital because the left side of my face oh. um, just shut down. And so um, they diagnosed me with Bell's palsy. Um, but a nurse that I encountered during that time, she said all of my vitals, red stroke. stroke yeah. It's supposed to be massive stroke. Um, but it's just by the grace of God. That's why I don't smile in pictures most of the time because the right, the right side of my face is still not all the way recovered. And that was in 2012. But that was linked to stress. Um, and so by the grace of God, I'm still here. But stress can kill you. Absolutely. It can definitely kill you. So, you know, I think that was the thing that I learned the importance of not allowing myself um, to get stressed beyond control and the importance of communicating mm-hmm. um, because I am that person. Like, I'm there for other people. I'm a great listener, but I'm not always – I can communicate, but it's, it's been difficult for me to communicate what I feel and what I struggle with. Um, so I think that was important for me, even though that was a tough lesson. Um, it was necessary. Um, so what did you learn from your different situations, from your crisis, if you will? Um, I, that, is, uh, that is okay. It's going to be okay at the end of the day. Um, you know, it's part of life. You have your ups and downs. But I just feel like you can't appreciate your ups if you don't have downs. And like I said, uh, it's just overall made me a stronger person. Like, you know, I think I know how to deal with those things when when they come along a lot better than I did in the past. Because we've had conversations, we opened up and talked about these things. So it's like, you know what to look for now. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah, I would say for me, <clears throat> I mean, I learned a lot. I feel like um, one of the major things um, is like I learned, put yourself first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I feel like the same energy um, and the same time that you put into other people, right? That you invest into others, you have to do that within yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I've struggled with because I've always struggled with this idea of like I don't want people to say that I'm not a good friend, right? Mm-hmm. And that again, something from childhood that has that grew up with me. And wow. that really created some trauma, and that was always in my mind that I don't want people to say Ronnie's not a good person or Ronnie's not a good friend. So for years and years, I've always gone above and beyond 
in relationships to try to prove to people something that I needed to work within myself, right? That I, I was already a good person. I don't have to tell people that. I don't have to show people that. Like, I, I know I'm a good person, right? And so that was one of the things that I had to learn was like, yo, bro, you got to prioritize yourself. As much energy and stuff that you're putting into other people, you got to put that into yourself. Yeah. And if you don't, you're going to end up in this same cycle and this situation, uh, these same stressors and uh, this same physical stuff on your body, mm -hmm. that stuff is going to be repetitive. Mm -hmm. Like, so you got to like, you got to invest in you. You can't pour from an empty cup. No, yeah. you can't. Yeah. Had a couple other questions, but I'm going to end on this one because I, I think this is one that's going to um, open up a can of worms. Um, and that question is, as we discuss uh, men's health and, and, um, and the connection to mental health, I think one of the things that we forget is that for minorities, issue, these issues become amplified. Mm -hmm. They're bigger in our communities. Um, and so as African-American men, that's an aspect that we can't ignore. And so for you guys as black men regarding men's health and mental health, what is your greatest concern for our community at large? Oh, <laughs> the facial expressions. I got we, a lot of concerns. We got to start coming together. We have to start coming together. We have to start putting our best foot forward because a lot of times we go out in this world, we think we're just a representation of just us. Mm. But on the other end, we're a representation of our whole culture. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and we fa we face uh you know we face disparities with race every day, you know. So I think that's just an added thing, uh, stressor for us. You know, every time I drive and I see a a cop behind me, you know, I tense up. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I'm I don't know, but I don't think everybody goes through that 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 same feeling. You know, but I can I can tell you, speaking from an African American male, that uh. The, some of those things they, they stress me a, a, in life a lot, and so I think that we have to learn to, like I said, come together and know that we represent one another. And so when we talk to other people and we put our, our face forward, we have to know that we're not only speaking for ourselves, but we're speaking for an entire culture. And I think um, that's something important that we need to to value more. Wow, that's wow, that's heavy. That is. Um I don't know. I think for me, um, I I think as a community, we got to learn to just be okay. Hmm. And we have to learn to be okay with whatever we're dealing with, whatever we're going through, whatever we're experiencing. And what I mean by that is, um, like, black man, it's okay to go to therapy. Mm -hmm. Right? Black man... It's okay to tell another black man that you love him. Black man, it's okay to go to the doctors. Black man, it's okay to go to the doctor, right? Black man, it's okay to be honest about your mental health and that you're struggling, yes. right? Black man, it's okay that you walked out on your kids, but you can always rebuild those relationships again, wow. right? Yes. Like, we have to learn in whatever situations that we're in that we got to be okay and that it is going to be okay. But we just got to be honest and we got to, you know, just be vulnerable mm -hmm. and know that you're not out here by yourself. Yes. As much as we try to sometimes isolate ourselves, thinking that we're the only ones dealing with and going through certain things, yes. that's not the case. No. 
there is somebody out there that is struggling and that's, that is dealing with some of the same things that you're dealing with. So don't feel like you're by yourself. Yeah. You and, know? And that's what I mean when we have to come together. We have to talk about those things. We have to have conversations like we are today. Because your testimony could be somebody else's testimony. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's okay. Like, it's okay to struggle. Like, it's okay. If we brothers, it's okay for you to come to me and tell me that you're struggling. Yes. Right? Yes. And sometimes you're not even looking for help. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just need a listening ear. I understand yeah. it. You know, just you need somebody to be like, bro, I get you, it. I get it. Yeah. You're going to be good. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm going to walk through this thing with you. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my best friends um, last week, he lost his dad. Um, He was the only, he's his dad, only son. Um, And um, as much as it affected him and he tried to not, you know, let it be shown or, you know, to let it be seen, um, I knew he was struggling. I knew he was struggling because at the end of the day, that's your dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the guy... Did you talk about sport? I mean, y'all have a bonded tight relationship. And um, so me and another one of our friends, we actually surprised him with driving up to his dad's funeral in Richmond. Wow. Um, and he did not expect for us to be there. Um, but after, you know, whatever, we were at the cemetery, and he looked at us and he was like, y'all don't know what this means to me that you guys, like, showed up and you came. Wow. And I told him, I said this is not the time for that. <laughs> I said, at the end of the day, we showed up because we had to. This is a part of our responsibility. If I had to get on a plane to fly across the country to be at your dad's service, I would have been there because I need you to know that you're not in this by yourself. Yeah. You yeah. have people. Yes. Even when we you don't see us and you don't talk to us every day, mm-hmm. you got people that are fighting on your behalf. Mm-hmm. And you got to know that we got your back. You know what I'm saying? And so that's the thing I need for people to know is that we got your back. We got your back. We got your back. Yes. That's we got good. your back. We got to come together. Yeah. That's good. Well, Reverend Compton, since you were on your pulpit, <laughs> why don't you just uh, give us, you know, <laughs> since you felt like preaching. He caught the fire. Right, he caught yeah. the fire. Yeah, I, like I caught what Ashton had a few weeks <laughs> ago. Right, for the fire. <laughs> so since you felt the fire, why don't you... Uh, Give us a close out on word of prayer briefly, if you want. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Um, Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for this moment. Um, Thank you for allowing us to come together to discuss how important uh, men's health and and mental health is, Lord. Um, Thank you for just how you continuously show up in the lives of your people and in the lives of uh, men specifically, Lord. I thank you even now uh, that you wrap your loving arms around every man under the sound of my voice and all those that will hear this podcast, even weeks and months and years to come, God. I just ask that you touch them, oh God, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I thank you, oh God, for just what you're doing in the lives of men, oh God. I thank you, um, God, even when uh, men, we can't be strong, God. I thank you that you are our strength, Father. I thank you that even when society says one thing, God, we know that you have called us what you have called us to, God. And I thank you even now, oh God, I, as you are giving us strength, oh God, to be able to walk through situations and giving us, uh, God, strength to be able to handle tough situations. I thank you that you are by our side. 
I thank you that as we go on this journey of life, I thank you that you'll put other men, oh God, in our lives to help us to be able to navigate situations that may seem hard, God. I thank you even now for letting uh, grown men be examples for younger men, oh God. I thank you even now for the mentor-mentee relationships between men, God. I thank you, oh God, for just allowing us to be a light to many. I thank you for this podcast. I thank you for what we'll continue to come out of this podcast. And I thank you how this podcast has encouraged a man to keep going, encouraged a man that it's going to be okay, encouraged a man saying that I I feel like I'm out here by myself, but I thank you even now that they will hear this podcast and they will be encouraged by what has been said uh, on today. Um, I thank you, oh God, that as we cast our cares on you, everything that we've been carrying, oh God, that we're going to cast it on you. And I thank you even now, God, that you're going to help us continuously walk through this journey. I thank you that you've been good and that you've been kind. And I thank you, oh God, for how you just showed up in situations that seemed impossible. I thank you for how you have helped carry us through even when we didn't want to uh, see the end of the tunnel. And I thank you, oh God, that you've continued to make ways out of no way even when we thought that it was the end. So we thank you. We honor you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Lifeline. Don't forget to check us out at www.simplybje.com and on social media sites. God bless you. And remember, your mental health and your health at large is a big deal. Thank you for tuning into The Lifeline podcast. And it is our hope that we added life and value to your day. God bless. God bless.